Okay. It's Halloween. Halloween. Hey, Hoff. Why don't you start the movie? I have no idea what that accent was. Welcome to another episode of Obscure Chatter. I guess you could say this is a Halloween special. It's a solo episode. I initially had Don Bennett scheduled, and then our schedules got all funky, and I figured it was best to just go ahead and move Don where we're not rushing trying to book her and uh, get the episode done and out, because life has happened. Uh, Lots of life has happened, and... It's that thing where you're complaining about being busy, which I think is an insane thing. But hi, welcome to another episode of Obscure Chatter. As I might have already said, I'm Terry Doty. This is your first episode. You picked a hell of a good one or a hell of a bad one because I have imposter syndrome. So um, thanks for being here. And we're going to talk about everything. What it was... Uh, First and foremost, I was able to pick a mystery movie based on y'all's recommendations. And I love how many people participated. I really want to thank you guys. I, all total, I asked, what's a go-to Halloween movie, Halloween slash horror movie? Sometimes they're synonymous. As someone who watches horror year-round, it isn't always the case. Um, I try to stick to horror movies that are based around Halloween, but then there are movies that you just love to watch around Halloween time or like on a Friday the 13th or, you know, just something kind of spoopy. And we say spoopy here at Obscure Chatter instead of spooky because of our guest, Natalie Hoover. She was amazing and still is amazing. It's not like she's dead or anything, but all right. So I had 39 movie requests, and I said if I was able to find a movie out of those requests that I hadn't seen, I would be reacting blind to it. And as of right now, I am. It's a movie that I have told people I've seen because everyone's assumed I've seen it. It was recommended... Oh, I don't want to say how many times because then I guess you would guess. Um, But, like... My husband and I were like, yo, yeah, no, we've totally seen it. And then it turns out we we were saying neither of us had seen it. And then as we're getting it prepped, Stephen's like, oh, I have seen this. Well, anyways, I'm watching this movie blind for the first time. It is called... And I absolutely love it already because, you know, reasons. So... Another thing that I asked of you guys was to kind of throw me candy recommendations. I don't know if I've said this, and if you're a hater, you might be surprised at this, but if you're a hater, why are you listening? Go watch and listen and do things you enjoy. Don't just hate listen to me, because that's really fucking dumb. You know. Anyways. <laughs> uh, back to Halloween-y stuff. Uh, I asked for candy recommendations. I bought way too much candy. Like, I'm glad I had it uh, ordered through Walmart because I was (laughs) not going to buy that much candy by myself. And (laughs) 
confuse people be like it's not even october bitch goddamn but anyways while i was getting most of y'all's recommendations some of some candies are just already out of stock like butterfinger is my favorite Halloween candy, whenever I do allow myself to have candy. I'm just not a sweet, sweet person. I like savory. Um, with the occasional sweet or, like, semi-sweet bullshit. Anyways, this is boring. Um, <laughs> Walmart accidentally or intentionally, I don't know, just threw in a random Kit Kat thing. And this is how I learned through Twitter that Kit Kat has all these insane flavors and... I do love me a Kit Kat. So um, I thought the first candy that I would try while watching this movie is uh, the mystery Kit Kat to me. And it is a Kit Kat, uh, what did they say, Hoff? They didn't say Fruit Loops. They said Fruity Cereal, right? And so this is the first one. Hoff is in no way excited about it. Oh, my God, this is already messy. Um... And I super duper, I'm licking the stuff because it is really sticky. And we opened it up so we could have that outside the booth. Hoff has every candy that I have. So this first one is Kit Kat fruity cereal. Here we go. Mm. Hoff? No. Oh, it sneaks up on you. Mm. Oh, see, I don't know about that. I'm not going to eat the rest of it right now anyway, because uh, I got a lot more candies to try, but I think what throws me off, I would love the, the waferness of it, which is, yeah, like a, a fruit cereal, not Fruit Loops, but a fruit cereal, Um, is the, whatever the the coating is. The coating reminds me of like old milk. Am I wrong? <laughs> Off really doesn't like it. Anyways. Um, yeah, so that's one candy down. Thank you again for your recommendations. Again, I tried to get as many candies as I could. And I've got a lot. And most of these I'm going to take probably one bite of because I did not think this through. <laughs> I didn't think this through. Um, uh, but yeah, we're... I don't know. I've been talking a lot about Halloween, and it is kind of nice to do this one solo. Um, I've been missing some Halloween stuff. Obviously, last Halloween was weird, but <clears throat> where I live, uh, I don't really have a sidewalk in my neighborhood, so kids really trick-or-treat on our street uh, at great peril. Uh, so we rarely get, uh, trick-or-treaters. So this year I looked it up and obviously COVID's still a thing. I don't know. I know I live in Texas and seeing anytime Texas is trending, it's like, what? What did it do now? <laughs> but that's a whole other show, guys. Like, not even obscure chatter related. That's like, let's not do that at all. You're welcome. But anyways, I just don't really want to pretend like the pandemic still isn't happening. So I'm itching to do something for Halloween, but I know that passing out candy really isn't an option, at least like door to door. So I looked up in my area that they are doing like those trunk-a-ween things or the trunk-or-treats. 
Uh, I don't know what's copywritten and what isn't. Like, everybody says something different. But it's a a drive-through type of thing where the trick-or-treaters are just going to be driving by. And we give them candy. And Hoff and I are going to, like, decorate the back of our car with different themes. And I want to do one theme. Hoff wants to do another one. And I don't want to buy new costumes. And I've got, like, six costumes that I could wear. And Hoff has one so we'll see. And I'm going to save the gender bent Princess Bride one that we plan on doing one year. And he's going to be Princess Buttercup with full beard and glasses. And it's going to be amazing. And I will be Wesley with the mustache. Hells yeah. <sighs> Hoff, are you ready for another candy? <laughs> to get this one out of your mouth? Can you be honest? Or have you eaten other ones? All right. Uh, he has not. All right, so this next one is a Sour Patch Crush Mix. I have a yellow one. Hoff, what do you got? The the, the open ones. He's got a dark color one. Oh, right. My husband's colorblind. So, all right, here we go. Oh. Huh. Mm. Mm. I don't know about that. Mm. You like that one? Mega Sour Warhead? Holy shit. It does kind of have that quality to it. I know that it's different than Sour Patch. I don't remember the last time I had a Sour Patch. But, mm. I'm liking this movie so far. It's a good recommendation. I don't know how to get you guys to participate in a pick like this again, but... I will definitely work something out. Maybe I'll make you guys, like, send me something, and I'll, like, confirm that I've picked y'all's thing. Or not. I don't know. Um, and if you're still donating to our Kofa, I really, really appreciate it. You guys have been so helpful. It definitely has been helpful when we're trying to pick movies for our guests that aren't readily available on streaming services. Uh but I did just get Peacock, and Peacock has a lot of films that are very much uh, hard to find. Like, I saw that it, um, a movie that I've been trying to rewatch, but just not itching enough to buy on disc that hasn't been streaming anywhere is the 19, oh God, let's see, what year was it? Uh, the 1988 The Blob. It's by, uh, it was directed by Chuck Russell. And it's a remake, obviously, but I, I love a lot of remakes and I love a lot of movies from the 80s. And that's going to be a lot of my Halloween recommendations, horror recommendations, um, heavy 80s, some 90s, but a lot of 2000s, too, that sneak up on you. But uh, Chuck Russell also did, uh, I think, one of his first horror movies, if not his first horror movie. I don't know if it's his first movie directing was uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, Dream Warriors, that with a dream warriors. Don't judge me. I've been eating candy and I did not warm up for this. Um, but uh, it's great. Great practical effects. And it still creeps me out. But that's on Peacock. Uh, but again, you Ko-Fi contributors, you're amazing. Because you guys help us rent movies. And also just y'all are supporting the show. Even if it's just a hello. The support that we get from you guys is really, really really appreciated. So appreciate that I'm eating like more candy than I've eaten in the last like 10 years today. Sue, so, I love you. All right, Hoff, I have a candy corn. 
Are you ready? Mmm, here we go. Mmm, 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 oh, ugh. I don't know about that, babe. Grandma liked them. It, I, I get the nostalgia quality to it. But for me, candy corn, I don't know. I grew up um, on Halloween. Like, uh, the Halloweens that I remember are usually with my cousins. Uh, the better Halloweens, like, where, like, my grandma would put us all in her very barely functioning station wagon and we would all drive to the nicer neighborhoods of West Texas and um but when we didn't do that my, I, we would get a lot of like candies that you would get at like uh get from Mexico because I had an aunt that had a candy shop in Mexico and her big thing was bringing over all these candies that are you know really pastries but like they're so sugary sweet and simple and the candy corn reminds me of, oh, God, someone help me. Um, especially if you're familiar with Mexican candies. What does candy corn remind you of? Because it's on the tip of my tongue, like, literally. And, uh, yeah. Let's see. Aside from that, a big candy that I thought that I liked. Um, I thought that I liked Twizzlers, and I'm I'm getting my Twizzlers ready. I know that Hoff isn't a big Twizzler person. Mostly because, oh my gosh, how do you open this? Oh, okay, like that. Uh. Um, oh god, opening up this Twizzler twist. Is a twist different than a, a normal Twizzler, Hoff? <laughs> like, I don't think so. But um, it just smells red. Do you smell that red 40? <laughs> okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bite into it. Oh, <laughs> that's a horrible sound. Strawberry shortcake dolls. Mm. It tastes, again, it's like, it tastes like something. That's all I'm going to have of that. I really like, maybe it's being from the north. Um, Technically the north. I was raised here, but I do remember... Like being in like Pennsylvania and like liking red vines. I like red vines, but I don't really like Twizzlers. But I will say, I told my dad I really liked red licorice the last summer that I stayed with him. And when I like came to stay with him, he had like Sam's Club amount of licorice in the house. <laughs> and I, uh, I don't know. So that does kind of add, as you, Hoff, as you said, a, a nostalgic quality. Um, but uh, let's see. Um, I know that it was really funny. Amy, who submit, uh, said that she wanted to submit a question, actually brought up like, well, I just assumed you've seen everything. <laughs> and I was like, well, you don't know that. She's like, no, I know for a fact that you've seen this and it's uh, what we do in the shadows. I'm like, ah, that is a good one. But I, I don't remember when I saw that. I think I saw that after everybody because it was so popular that I was doing that like, well, ooh, like... I don't know. Maybe I don't like it uh, because everybody else will like it. And I loved it because it's Taika. So, of course, I liked it. Um, but uh, that was uh, still a fun one to put on the list. But, I mean, Amy isn't wrong. I've seen a lot of movies. I was really surprised at the amount uh, out of 39 movies that I hadn't seen nine of them. Like, that was... Uh, 
that was pretty fun. And I've got some, in addition to this movie, I've got eight other movies that I want to check out because you guys recommended them. But um, people often ask me, you know, for recommendations, and it's so hard. It's like whenever, to me, it is the equivalent of someone's like, I want to get into anime. What anime should I watch? And like, well, to me, anime is a medium, not a genre. And uh, horror is very much the same thing. But Oh, you hear that, like, smackiness already happening? <laughs> um, uh, Hoff, I have an Almond Joy. I know... I don't... Actually, I don't know. Do you like Almond Joys? All right. Uh, really quick. Uh, here we go. Oh, my God. It's so soft. Why? Um... <laughs> you didn't know it was coconut, Hoff? Mmm... That is almond joyless. Oh, almond lack of joy. <laughs> I love the almond. I think I, I used to do that as a kid. Is like take out the almond and then like not eat the rest. I'm also not a big chocolate person. Which shocks people. You know the whole like cliche like oh I've got cramps. Give me chocolate. Tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> no give me pizza and uh, give me a horror movie and then leave me the fuck alone. That uh, You can quote me on that. But uh, horror recommendations are interesting. I tend to watch, uh, and it's like, uh, well, what did you watch as a kid? I'm like, well, I was a latchkey kid, so I watched whatever the hell I wanted. I uh, probably saw stuff that when I recommend movies or, you know, show Hoff like a movie, he's like, this is one of your favorite movies when you were eight. I'm like, yeah. He's like, this is a pretty fucked up movie. I'm like, I know. Uh, <laughs> bad babysitters and just no babysitters at all for the win. Um, especially like on those trial periods where my mom would get cable and you're like, cool, we have showtime for, uh, the next month. Um, let's, oh, <laughs> like, let's turn on the TV at 11 o'clock at night and it might be horror or it might be a softcore porn. Either way, this is inappropriate. Um, but yeah, my biggest horror recommendation is always going to be, uh, Trick or Treat. It came out in 2007, and I always have to specify that because apparently there's a Gene Simmons movie that's also called Trick or Treat. Um, I don't really like Gene Simmons, but I do like Kiss. Um, but uh, I don't even really know why. He just gives me a weird vibe. Um, but Michael Doherty did it. Uh, there's also a comic that came out a few years ago by the same name, or like Trick or Treat, Day of the Dead, that's also fun to read. But I'm obsessed with it. I watch it on Halloween every day since Tatum rented it. I, uh, my friend J. Michael Tatum uh, rented it and kind of had like a low-key party and we all watched it blind, not really knowing anything about it. And I, I love it. I have a lot of Sam figures. Uh, it, it's just the perfect film for someone that wants like, I need the quintessential horror movie on. Uh, yeah, um, four tales all interwoven. I love it. Um, please check it out. And let's see. Then, hmm, a lot of people really enjoyed the, you know, the, you know, there's always that, there's that meme, the September 30th versus October 1st. Uh, and I posted a, a, a picture of, um, 
this isn't a fucking costume. This is a way of life from Return of the Living Dead. Return of the Living Dead is not a continuation of Romero's Night of the Living Dead series. It is, it, but it, it references the films. It's camp, but it's still really fucking scary. There are things to this day that still creep me out. Um, but I love that movie. Um, Steven and I reference it, I think, every day. Like, every day or every other day. Like, there's this whole song that's throughout the movie, like, where it's like, Do you want a party? And we always make that shower. Instead of party time, we go shower time. It's the dumbest thing, but couples are dumb. So we we get our kicks where we can. All right, Hoff, I want you to pick the next candy. Reese's, the Reese's peanut butter cup. Now that I'd say that is the most popular one. And this is one where I'm like, I don't like chocolate, but I love a Reese's peanut butter cup. As a kid, I think I even ate the paper. And I say I think, so I don't fully admit that I ate the paper. Okay, here we go. Mmm. Oh. Bravo to the chef. I'm realizing right now, I haven't had dinner yet. This is dinner. <laughs> it was like, maybe Kid Terry's dream, but I wasn't really a candy person as a kid. I always like sour stuff, like the Lucas, or, yeah, uh, Warheads, all that sour shit. Lemonheads. Lemonheads! Oh my gosh. But, uh, <clears throat> oh yeah, peanut butter cups will sneak up on you. Let's see. Other recommendations. Another, like, hey, it's Halloween movie um, is, again, I think 1988 is a big year, but 1988's Night of the Demons. You could watch the 2006 remake, uh, but don't. <laughs> watch the 1988 one. It is phenomenal. It introduced me, I think if it was the first time I'd heard Bauhaus, um, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, it's for every horror geek, um, uh, and yeah, with a lot of these movies, obviously, they're sexy, sexy, um, especially if uh, Lynette Quigley is in it, and I believe she's, yeah, she's in Night of the Demons and Return of the Living Dead, and uh, you see her boobs, See boobs a lot. I actually, uh, there's another movie I would recommend, which is Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4. That's my favorite out of all the Elm Street movies. It's directed by Rennie Harlan. And, uh, he did, uh, Die Hard 2, one of my favorite, if not my favorite, Gina Davis movie, uh, The Long Kiss Goodnight, whole mess of other stuff. But, um, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4, The Dream Master, fantastic and there's a, a scene uh, it's spoilers whatever um where these souls are coming out of freddy and you see boobs those are Linnea's boobs um it's not that i just know what her boobs look like although i probably really do um uh but i saw a behind the scenes thing and it was uh Linnea. and i'm like hey look at that that girl's just like whatever <laughs> horror i'm like gonna show my boobs and you guys can fuck off it's awesome uh <sighs> 
Now, like with the 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 franchise horror, you know, like uh, oh, there are like a gajillion Hellraisers. There are a gajillion Nightmare on Elm Streets. Uh, Scream's getting up there because we're at Scream Five. I actually overheard the other day. Someone went, "Why is none? Why are none of the sequels called Screamed?" <laughs> For some reason, that really tickled me. Um, but. Uh, there's always one movie out of a like a franchise horror or a legacy series where you're like, well, what's my favorite one? Like, a lot of people give in the Nightmare on Elm Street series like to a lot of shit, but even now, like, it's appreciated in a totally different way that it used to get like super ragged on. It just wasn't um, a fluid story to me. And pardon me, hello, Burpa Burparella here. Um, I just didn't dig on it, but I recently rewatched it, and it's like, it, it hit me different. As a kid, I didn't like it, because it didn't have a lot of... It was very psychological and subdued in a lot of ways, and had a lot of hidden context that my kid brain didn't pick up on. But now I'm like, oh, actually... And uh, the filmmakers like to say that they had no idea about like the gay undertones and the subtext. They had no idea, but they definitely knew what they were doing um but again four is my big thing out of that and then what was that uh out of hellraiser i really like i do like hellraiser but then what happened after i want to say three was they basically had horror movies that weren't getting greenlit that you could say like hey for an additional amount we could put pinhead in this and make this you know part of the hellraiser series but just recently uh clive barker got the rights to hellraiser back and he's doing a whole new thing with hulu with jamie clayton as the hell priest and i'm really really excited about that like i i don't think i've ever allowed myself to be this horrorliciously geeky on an episode um but i'm really really excited like i teared up a little bit when I saw that it was Jamie Clayton, who I love in uh, the new L Word series. And she's just phenomenal. Follow her on Twitter and all the stuff. She's been in a bunch of shit. I can't even like think right now because I'm like getting little sugar comad. Okay, Hoff, what, a, what, uh, you know what, you know, oh, okay. Before we continue with recommendations and all that. Um, a thing that I know that I've had before, but I haven't tried since I was a kid, that I emphatically have stated numerous times to friends that I hate are Swedish fish. Um, I had them as a kid, and I really liked gummy worms and gummy bears. And there was just something about the texture I think I just couldn't get down on. But, oh God, how do I open this? All right. Smells ugh, fishy. Mm. All right, Hoff, are you ready? Okay, Swedish fish time. Here we go. Mm. That's a no for both me and Hoff. Mm. I even told myself I might have a trash can in here and I didn't do it. Pardon me. Uh, <laughs> it tastes medicine-y. Like, I remember uh, Sarah, uh, Sarah Pantelia, who was on episode five or six, she was, uh, like, this was supposedly one of her favorites, and I didn't 
get it. Are they all the same color? I feel stupid. Are they always red? I don't know, but they're all red, right? Okay, I'm assuming. All right, yeah, I have to hurry up and get, like, this taste out of me. Okay, what else do we got? This taste out of me. That, hello. Um, well, okay, here's the OG Sour Patch. Let's stick to the gummies. All right. Speaking of gummies, I might need one after this. CBD gummies. They are delicious. Okay, Sour Patch, the normals. Sour Patch, and this is an orange one. Oh. I'm sorry for the snacks, guys. Or maybe you guys are into that. I don't know your life. <laughs> I'm into it. Hoff. You like the, the, the crush mix better? You're insane. Well, good, because we have a lot of it. <laughs> Okay, we were talking about recommendations. As far as books go, you know, those are also amazing. But the first one that comes to mind, uh, I guess it's tied to another recommendation, uh, film recommendation, but The Zombie Survival Guide by Max Brooks is awesome. If you're a zombie fan or not, I know that zombies kind of right now to me are a little... I wouldn't say played out. They're just overdone. Like, you know, like, we just don't need more, more zombies right now. But, um, I like, uh, you know, I, as a kid, I was really into Romero's films and I met Romero because uh, I just really liked that he was a guy from Pennsylvania and I uh, really clung to the, uh, uh, to the identity of being someone from Pennsylvania and, um, he was a filmmaker, and I, uh, I was really nervous when I met him, and I said on previous shows that he's like, oh, I, uh, you're the, I'm the reason you're in film. I feel like I should apologize to you. Um, but I don't know. I've just always liked the zombie movies. I've even got a zombie pinup girl tattoo. I love zombies. But uh, Max Brooks takes the, you know, a lot of his stuff seems really well thought out and researched but it's still from the point of view of humor i even did um oh my gosh hoff uh i think it was two oh uh, no uh it was the day after our first date that i went to a max brooks zombie survival 101 seminar uh oh my gosh time so that was 15 years ago on October 25th, because our anniversary, our dating anniversary is the 26th, in case you needed to know that for whatever reason. And that's a really funny thing, is I, I'm always really good at, about remembering our dating anniversary, and then when June 11th comes around, I'm like, and passes, we're like, hey, we missed our anniversary. I don't know. Um, But uh, tied to that, uh, for our second date, a couple of Days later, we saw Young Frankenstein. Um, I had already seen it, but it had been a while. But Stephen was running sound for the Ridgely Theater in Fort Worth, and he had to work the night of Halloween. And the night of Halloween, they were having a... Uh, what college was it, Hoff? It might have, I'm like, I'm thinking it might have been TCU, but it was a fraternity sorority mixer 
where with um oh my god what was the cover band so it was like a motley crew cover band no not van halen oh my god poison <laughs> like i'm trying to blank but it was like a, a hair metal band campus v was their name was the name of the band and they were really really bad warrant they were a cover band for warrant oh my gosh i remember this but um they uh they also had was it the was it them that had the idea to play young frankenstein or was it the lighting guy the lighting guy who was set you know the the engineer which is steven had his own sit up setup and then behind steven was the lighting guy laser ed um, and that was our second date is we watched Young Frankenstein had full size candy bars that me, Steven and the lighting guy chucked at drunk assholes. I don't know if I can properly describe seeing a dude in a toga get nailed in, uh, in the temple with a full size Butterfinger. <laughs> It was pretty amazing. Laserette, yeah, just booed the man. And the band got pretty crappy. But it was a great second date. And we got to see Young Frankenstein or Young Frankenstein. Frankenstein's always a big one for me. Um, and uh, obviously Young Frankenstein was directed by Mel Brooks, which is Max, who is Max Brooks's dad. And I, I just, I've always loved Mel Brooks movies. Um, but then... Uh, God, I want to say I I want to say I might have seen Young Frankenstein before I saw any incarnation of the Frankenstein movies or read the book. But uh, Bride of Frankenstein is also a really big important one to me because, um, just for what they did at the time, it was a, a movie that came out in the mid '30s for crying out loud, and um, a lot of people didn't want to do a sequel. But at that point in the Universal monster genre, they always had to make sure to kill the monster at the end. I I forget what it is, but a lot of people didn't want to do Bride of Frankenstein. And um, I actually made a a bunch of us, like me, Steven, Monica, Ron, Joel McDonald, and his his wife. um, We went to see a 35 millimeter print of it. And um, it was so much fun. The Texas theater is so good about showing... um, like film films uh and there's just there's a quality to it and uh i I don't know like it was a little boring to a a few of them but i watch it because one i think the bride is beautiful and um i just i love it for what it did for the time that it was in i think it should be i think it's underappreciated as much as we see the artwork for it and stuff now and kind of like talk about it in general i i still think newer generations should watch it um so watch it and i believe it is on peacock actually i don't know anywhere else that it is streaming but uh yeah okay let's see one of my favorites candy wise oh my god i did not even factor in the fact that i'm eating this in a hot texas booth like candy is melting all right here's a fave the twix are you ready hoff better better hurry Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. 
That's still good. That is still very, very good. I'm down. I'm down for the Twix. Um, I could eat all of that, but it's like, no. Here's another one. Um, I will fully admit, as far as movies go, there are movies in here that may, there are movies that I've mentioned or will mention that may or may not have been watched. <clears throat> and uh, for those new to Obscure Chatter, if you're wondering why we beeped the name of the movie is we should be focusing on the, uh, you know, on the conversation, but it's, it's kind of a weird little damned if you do, damned if you don't, because like I'm talking about movies. We're talking about Halloween and having a lot of candy. Hoff, do I sound like all my like, or is that just normal? It's just normal. Fuck you. And I love you. Let's see. Um, a movie that I love that my, uh, that my dad got me into a lot of my horror, my, my horror things. Oddly enough, like he really liked Jaws and I love Jaws too. And it, I don't know. I just remember watching Jaws with my dad a lot because uh, on TNT every summer it would come on. And um, but I don't know if I really consider Jaws a horror movie. Like, and it's that whole argument, you know, like we're like, why is this in the horror genre? Like, the craft is in horror, which is weird. And then I, someone was like, well, yeah, but it's a catch-all. So, like, I understand it. And that then other people are like, well, witches, witches is horror. And I'm like, let's not get into that. No, 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 no. But um jaws i i guess i get now but then there's like a oh yeah it's a werewolf movie i I don't know something with werewolves that isn't considered a where uh you know a horror movie but a great film that came out in 2000 um and has two great follow-ups uh ginger snaps about bridget and ginger fitzgerald and i love it uh, Canadian werewolves. Let's do this. Um, and, uh, something, uh, of mo- another movie that gets compared to Ginger Snaps a lot is, uh, a 2009 movie called Jennifer's Body with Megan Fox. And I love it. You know, who doesn't love two best friends and questioning scenes of sexuality? And questioning in a good way, like, why aren't I seeing more of this? Hi. Um, <laughs> God. But um, it, I believe, technically, Jennifer is a succubus, I think. I don't know. But um, I love it. I think it's great. And um, a lot of people shit on it when it came out. But I also think that's the way it was marketed. You know, it's around that time that we didn't you know, really catch on how much we were not seeing Megan Fox as a person, but more as just pretty. And I mean, I didn't, or I did sometimes, I'm sure. But um, I love the movie. It's great. And Jennifer's Body, Ginger Snaps, all of it. Go see it. Uh, Let's see. I feel like there's an obvious, like I'm trying to like interchange chocolate and not chocolate, but we're getting to the point where I think everything has chocolate. Oh, there's the Reese's Pieces, which is so funny. Hoff, you said that you don't like Reese's Pieces. You like peanut butter cups, though. Okay, like, is it, is, like, why? 
this pack is like the bananas. What? There's a courtesy tab. Oh my god, did I already tear it? <laughs> okay. I don't see it. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I might need you here, your help. Oh, I'm so sweaty. I can't open this. Hold on. I'm going to use my shirt. <laughs> help me. <laughs> I'm. Oh no. Oh no. That's not your disaster. No. Ah. Don't laugh at me. Off is here. <laughs> you see what I did? <laughs> Thank you. It's all sopping wet from my mouth. That's a sound bite you want in the world. Thank you, Hoff. All right. Uh, this. Uh, these are Reese's Pieces. I loved Reese's Pieces, but I think, like, I sometimes would be worried. I'm like, do I like Reese's Pieces or did I just really like E.T.? <laughs> because what was it? Like, M&M's was offered E.T. first. Um, and they said no. So Reese's Pieces was like, yeah, we'll take that fucking deal. Um, so I'm wondering, since I loved E.T. so much, if M&M's had said yes, would I be, like, geeking over M&M's instead? All right, so there's the peanut butter cup, and then there's the Reese's Pieces. Here we go. Is it the, the is it different peanut butter? Oh, see, I love that there's no chocolate. Or is there chocolate? As I eat this whole thing. Is this shell supposed to be chocolate? Wow. <laughs> told myself I would only take a bite and I'm like, mmm. Hmm. <laughs> Let's see, newer horror. Oh. I like it. Uh, I like the Reese's. Uh, I like Reese's Pieces. Uh, are you not down? Hoff isn't down. There isn't enough chocolate. But the candy coated shell is supposed to be the chocolate. See, I don't get chocolate from that, but whatever. Um, let's see. A more current movie that I'm really into, and I think it's made for people that are really into the, the Friday the 13th movies, the, the slashers, which I'm hit or miss. Like, some people even consider Freddy a slasher, but, like, it's a little weird when you remember, like, this dude is a guy that attacks you in your dreams. Um, but The Final Girls came out in 2015, and it... It plays on a lot of tropes, but it's very meta. And on top of that, it's got a lot of heart. There, you know, like, because the, the heart of the story is uh, this girl is the daughter of a B-movie actress. And um, her mother has died, but her mother is, you know, still famous for this very famous... Um, horror movie so while going and seeing this movie you know to kind of just celebrate her mom she finds her her and her friends find themselves in the movie and see a version of her mother all while there's a serial killer that can actually kill her and her friends as well um i think it's great it's called the final girls came out in 2015 
I don't know where it's streaming, but it's worth a watch. Um, a lot of fun visual effects. Uh, there's a lot of great comedy in there. It, yeah. Um, if you like Vampire Diaries, Nina from Vampire Diaries is in that, or she played uh, Elena. So yeah. Um, so yeah, you know Nina. Nina, we're friends. Nina Dobrev. Um, but uh, speaking of slasher flicks, I didn't think I liked the Halloween movies, but I just started rewatching them, and I'm actually into them. I think as a kid, I found them too boring. Um, but, and I also didn't appreciate like what John Carpenter did just in general, but with the music, I mean, like I'm, I'm shitting on Halloween when I love, you know, the thing that came out in 82. It's insane. And then the new Halloween, like Halloween Kills is coming out this Friday. And that's the reason I signed up for Peacock. That's how much I loved what he did or, uh, what people did with what John Carpenter started. So, um, like for Halloween, um, but oddly enough, as much as I'm talking about like the Michael Myers, you know, 1978 Halloween, I think it's, yes, it's 78 because I remember the H2O came out in 98 and they did a whole promotion thing because of the H2O thing. Um, but uh, my favorite Halloween movie in that, again, another legacy thing, is part three. Halloween three, Season of the Witch. Because initially what they were thinking about doing with three was they were going to make Halloween kind of anthological and that the end of two was going to mean the end of Michael Myers. And then they realized, like, oh, you know, it's like it... Um, in the second Friday, uh, in the second Nightmare on Elm Street movie, they actually got uh, got the idea to not pay Robert England what he was asking for, and started that movie with an extra in Robert's place, not realizing that Freddy was the franchise. And I think Halloween three had to happen for them to know that, for them to fully know that Michael is the franchise. Um, but three could work on its own as not a Halloween movie because it has nothing to do with Michael Myers. I love it. The soundtrack is amazing. OST and uh, the practical effects. It's still creepy. It holds up so well. Go see it. And then, uh, yeah, let's see. I've talked about Halloween. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, here's another one I, I just didn't get. Milk duds. What are milk duds again? Chocolate. Made with chocolate. Just a lot of different variations of chocolate and caramel. You ready, Hoff? Uh, 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 uh. I'm digging this movie. I have the subtitles on since I haven't... What I do for the movie is... Uh, anytime I'm watching a movie with or without a guest is I have the movie up uh, or down enough to hear it, but not enough that it's distracting as I talk to you. It's the same way we do a commentary. Um, but I have the subtitles on too, so I'm also reading. Hoff, you ready? Milk duds remind you uh, of actual elk poop, or is there a candy called elk poop? Actual elk poop. Well, I'm so glad I'm about to put this in my mouth. Here we go. Mmm. I don't know. No? Mm. 
And it's so chewy. Milk dud. Dud indeed. Oh, ha, hot candy take there, Terry. Whoa. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know why I'm such a dick. Oh. Actually, that was enough of a meh that I'm going to get a little of that Kit Kat fruitiness to get it out of my mouth. Mm. I can't believe how much candy I'm having, you guys. I've got... What was it? One, two... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm actually missing one. The normal M&M. But I have the peanut butter M&M. And I think that'll be enough. Alright. I have an M&M that, that is with the peanut. You know, the, did you know? The same guy that is J. Jonah Jameson is the voice of the yellow M&M. And all the commercials. And the red one is Billy West. I always get tickled by that. All right, Hoff, you ready? Um, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a staple for a reason. I'm not I'm not a big like M and M person, but there's a reason that it's so popular. Um, what was that? Remember when they came out with green, Stephen? The sexy green M&M that was voiced by Vanessa Williams. Let's see. What else? What else, you guys? If you need a Halloween horror recommendation for a kid, obviously everybody always says Hocus Pocus. And Hocus Pocus is good. But it's so funny that like, oh, well, I don't want anything, you know, like really risky. I'm like, it starts with a girl getting murdered. A tiny little girl having the life sucked out of her. It might not be, like, fully shown in grotesque fashion, but it's still pretty fucking dark. And you want to talk about mystery of that movie is, like, the gajillion years that I went around thinking his name was Zachary. And it's Thackeray. T-H. Amazing for somebody with the lisp to have to say Thackeray. And, uh... I've actually uh, done a convention with the voice of Thackeray Bingson. That dude is fucking awesome. Jay, or he wants us to call him Jay, because like, but it's Jason Marsden. He is adorable, and if you meet him at a con, tell him that he's adorable and amazing, and uh, you would be surprised at how often you've heard him and not realized it. But uh, yeah, what else? Okay, another legacy horror film. Like, because like I'm trying to think about like all the various types of horror movies there are, like. Like, hauntings aren't a really big one for me, but I do love the Conjuring movies. Um, but I also just love, um, but then those are a little weird because I do know that there is, like, some iffiness with Lorraine and Ed Warren. Some people, I mean, uh, like, they're a big topic for people on whether or not they were genuine. And uh, I think they were, but, um, you know, I totally get the hesitation to watch stuff. Like, I don't really watch like watching movies that are based on real events that much like um if they're you know inspired by true events or something i don't know but like you know i was telling chris uh we we're kristen and i were talking about in a previous episode i don't really like um i don't need a gajillion ted bundy movies because all i'm thinking about are the families of these victims that have to see this fetish this fetishized version of this man that you know 
took their loved one away. Um, but, um, like, speaking of fake serial killers, total opposite, fake serial killers, uh, doll movies are a big go-to for me. Like, ventriloquist dummies and all that are fun, but, um, uh, Child's Play, there are, what was it? There's one, there's Child's Play, Child's Play 2, Child's Play 3, oh, Seed of Chucky, like, Curse of Chucky, Cult of Chucky, and there's a Chucky movie, and then there was a remake, uh, with Mark Hamill as the voice of Chucky instead of Brad Dorif. Um, I love Mark Hamill, but I could not watch that movie, I couldn't finish the movie, uh, Aubrey Plaza's in it, too, and a couple of other actors that I love and other things, but I could not finish it. It, And it's I don't think it was because it was a remake. I just think it was a bad movie. And I, I typically don't shit on, uh, try not to shit on movies, but I, I, that was one of those things that if I were watching it in theaters, I would have left. That's how much I didn't like it. But my favorite of that entire franchise is Child's Play 2. I love... The practical effects of Chucky, what they did with his voice, which is they had to record Brad well before that to get the animatronics uh, to really line up with everything. And I just think it's a great movie. It's really short. I think it's only like an hour and 27 minutes. So uh, it came out in 90, maybe 1990. Yeah. And I love it. I actually think I saw that before I saw the first one. Um, and uh then Super Camp, if you want to keep with the series, Bride of Chucky. I love Jennifer Tilly, so I think it's great. Um, and another great doll movie that really, I want to say nobody talks about, is uh, the movie Dolls. Came out in 1986, and uh, it's just about uh, an old couple that lets this family in and you know, they happen to really love dolls. Uh, the old man is a toy maker, and uh, it's pretty great. Watch the trailer for it. If you're interested enough uh, for me to post the trailer, uh, either as myself or Obscure Chatter, I would be happy to do that. It's one of my favorites. Um, I used to, like, kind of watch that, like, some Child's Play movies, uh, dolls, and then Dolly Dearest, I think, all kind of together. Um but I didn't really like getting dolls as a kid. And it's not because they creeped me out. I just didn't like dolls. I liked action figures and Barbies and uh, none of Barbie's siblings. I don't want Skipper. I don't want Kelly. Get me Barbie and Barbie's friends. Damn it. But uh, <laughs> but I, I collect a few things now. Like I, I've been collecting a lot of um, things that I'm pretty sure are cursed or haunted objects. Uh, a lot of Raggedy Ann stuff. Uh and I, you know, sometimes I forget how creepy some of that stuff can come off until companies over. They're like, oh, what's that? I'm like, oh, you know, it's just the inspiration for Annabelle. Don't worry about it. Because um, <laughs> I, I believe Annabelle from the Conjuring's uh, universe uh, was actually based on a cursed or like possessed Raggedy Ann. And obviously they couldn't use that in the movie, so they created their own doll. Which is so funny, like, when they make it so laughably, like, evil, that you're like, there's no way someone went, oh, I'm so glad I got that! And they're not like me, and liking it because it's creepy. Uh, 
But uh, let's see. What else? I'm trying to think of other things. Oh, practical effects wise, if you tell me like a movie from the 80s and 90s has Stan Winston in any way affiliated with it, I'm going to watch it. Like Stan Winston did the, I mean, he did the T-Rex, you know. Uh, he did all the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. He did Predator. He did Aliens. Aliens. Not Alien. I think he did. I think he created the... Or his special effects team did for the, the sequel. I didn't... I don't think they did the original one. Um, but anyways, da-da-da-da-da. He actually directed a movie called Pumpkinhead with Lance Henriksen. And the effects in that, it's a creepy-ass story. And it's actually really, really sad. It's a really sad story. Um, very fucked up, but I it's it I still love it. It's called Pumpkinhead. I can't recall ever seeing the sequel. Um, I know I've seen it, but I just can't remember. I can't retain any information about it. So maybe I need to see it again. But I recommended the first one. Or like the the as I had mentioned, the Return of the Living Dead movies. Um watch one and two, three creeps me out in not a fun way. I just think it takes itself too seriously. And there are just moments where, like, it's not scary. It's just weird. Which I guess is a hard thing to kind of, like, wrap your head around when we're all, we're talking about horror movies. Or Halloween movies. Um, Light ones again. I was trying to talk about Hocus Pocus, but um, in that same vein, uh, it is technically a horror movie, but Casper, the um, the 95 Casper with Christina Ricci and Devin Sawa, although I don't think Devin Sawa voiced Casper. Steven's never seen it, um, but I uh, that was a movie that I actually pretended to be sick once so I could stay home and watch it one more time before my mother returned it to Blockbuster. If you're not sure how old I am, I am 37. <laughs> Um, so, uh, that just very much dates me, that sentence. Um, but, yeah, um, I love the movie, and, uh, watched it recently. It's still got me teary. Uh, there are a lot of subtle little things, but it's not scary. If you're looking for not scary, I don't think it's scary at all. But, uh, or, like, Paranorman, I think it's actually a little scarier. I know one of my nephews, like, actually, like, uh, for the longest time would play Paranorman on a loop. Like, just a loop to the point where, like, my, like, my family knew that, uh, knew the DVD music by heart. (laughs) You know, where it's, like, idling on the menu screen. Um, I think that one's cute. Um, I'm trying to think of newer movies. Was it The Babysitter and, uh, The Babysitter Killer Queen? They're both on Netflix. I don't know if McG did the first or just the first one, but McG directed that one, came out in 2017, and that was fun. I like Samara Weaving. Um, she was in Ready or Not. She's in Mayhem, which is also badass, and I think came out the same year. Uh, and 2017, there's another movie. Ah, ah, ah. Uh, let me think on that as I get a Whopper. Hoppy, you ready for the Whopper? Oh god, it's all so moist. Mmm. <laughs> what is the Whopper again? As I'm eating it. Malted milk balls. 
Well, Hoff really likes malts. Do you like this? Okay. Actually, I have a second one. Mmm. Yeah. It's good and subtle. Oh no, I'm running out of water. <sighs> um, yeah, the Whopper is good. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of like remakes. What was it? Another, oh, another good book. Um, you might have seen this author around, especially with, uh, like, if you're on Goodreads or buy a lot of, uh, books, um, with horror being a big seller right now, you might have seen this author, Grady Hendrix, popping up. Um, he's got a, uh, I've read a few of his books, but, uh, my favorite one is the first one I read by him called My Best Friend's Exorcism. It is a nostalgia bomb, but it's still creepy as shit. I own it digitally, paperback and hardback. Um, uh, I, uh, there are moments that made me cry. It made me think a lot about just my friendships, but it's also a story of possession and it's based in the, the eighties. I was about to say nineties, but no, it's based in the eighties and, uh, check it out. Grady Hendrix has also got, um, Oh my gosh. Check out his stuff. But some of his stuff is hit or miss, and I've got other books of his that I just haven't gotten to read yet. But that's a fun one. Obviously, the 80s is a really big deal to me, and uh, which is so funny, like, because I was born in 84, uh, and I, you know, shouldn't have been watching a bunch of the movies that I'm really into, but I just really like the practical effects. And um, I remember a lot of 80s movies. I didn't necessarily watch them when they came out, but they were just movies that people watching me or people not watching me left around, and I watched them. Uh, but um, Monster Squad is a good one. The Monster Squad was... I'm, you know, I don't know why I keep telling you guys the year, but I feel like it's always fun for me. It came out in the late 80s, I want to say 87, and it the way that I've always described it, it's the Goonies for goths. That's the easiest way to put it. It's um, all the classic universal horror monsters coming together. And, um, you know, a group of prepubescent boys are trying to stop Dracula from, you know, ending the world. Uh, you've got, there are subtle little things in it that make you go, whoa. Uh, and there is some really crappy, like, very bad homophobic couple of, like, a, what, I'm not gay, like, or, like, what are you gay? The, the, like, so some little scenes in all, like, some movies, I'm like, oh, man, I wish that wasn't in here. <sighs> but... If you're able to get through that, and I believe some of the filmmakers have noted, they're like, yeah, we wish that wasn't in there, too. Uh, and sometimes a movie can be ruined by just ignorant fucking shit that shouldn't have even, like, been, like, anywhere near filming, let alone something that we're just gonna let pass through. Uh, looking at you, Freddy versus Jason, Kelly Rowland death scene. That was really random. Uh, but, uh, 
How I told you I really like horror movies, you guys. But uh, yeah, nostalgia is always a big plus for me. But also, like, with horror, I think I'm often more forgiving about remakes. But um, there are remakes that I just can't stand. Like the Let Me In compared to Let the Right One In, which is a Swedish film that came out in 2008 or nine, And I saw Let Me In a little bit after that. And I... I just didn't understand why this was remade other than like a well um and I've read the book well after I saw the movie I'm into it but um that's a remake that for me didn't work but then there are remakes like I love Vincent Price and a lot of hammer horror films um but I actually don't mind the what was it the 1998 or 99 House on Haunted Hill with Jeffrey Rush, Chris Kattan, uh, I think Lisa Loeb's actually in a scene with James Marsters from Buffy, uh, Famica Jensen, Allie Larder, Tate Diggs, uh, a whole mess of people, and I still think it's creepy. And it was a, oh, and um, Jeffrey Combs from Reanimator. He's he's in it, but he's very subdued because he plays like the main like ghosty bad guy. Um, I dig it, but. Again, like, if you don't like any of the movies I'm recommending, you can be like, Terry, we would definitely not be sharing a movie night. I would argue that we still could, as long as you don't shit on my movies, I won't shit on yours. But, at least to your face. Uh, And another one that always kind of gets lumped in is, what was it, 2001? Yeah, 2001, uh, there was another remake for... 13 Ghosts with Matthew Lillard, Tony Shalhoub, Shannon Elizabeth. Um, I love it. Uh, it's, it, uh, I watched it recently on my new TV. I got one of those, uh, what are they called? Like OLEDs or whatever, like a glass screen from LG. And it's really good for dark, dark horror movies. I, um, but I watched 13 Ghosts a couple of days ago on the new TV, and it's like, oh, some of this got dated pretty much the second the movie was out, but other parts of it really hold up. And I really like Matthew Lillard. Um, I, I'm just digging on it. Love it, love it. <laughs> also, remember this whole time I'm watching a movie blind, and I'm trying not to get too distracted, but I love this. I used to have a really big crush on this actor, Stephen. Did I ever tell you that? <laughs> I know it is not my go-to because he's really preppy, but hello. <laughs> yeah, I used to be kind of in love with him and I don't know why. Um, All right, another candy, Rolos, which I think is also the chocolate caramel. It's a creamy caramel wrapped in rich chocolate candy. Okay, the Rolo. I also just liked the structure of a Rolo, but I never, like, actively went out and, like, hey, I want Rolos. You ready? Okay. Oh, that is very soft right now. <laughs> milk dead? That's better than the milk dead. No, that, that is good. That's good. I think. The Rolo. Um, man, you know what I, like, what was it? One of the ones that someone really brought up. Oh, they brought up Smarties and Sweet Tarts. I could not find any. 
And I loved me some Smarties, especially, or like the, I used to think the candy necklace was Smarties, but I guess they weren't. Um, I didn't get the candy necklace. I just thought that was a gross thing to wear around your neck. Um, so my goofy butt probably would just throw the necklace in my mouth and then take out the, the stretchy part and throw that away. Like, that's not the point of the necklace. Like, what is the point of the necklace then? Um, but so yeah, we have more chocolate than anything. We got four more candies, four more. Um, oh, another safe er one, but actually freaked me out as a kid. Was Ernest scared stupid. Have you ever seen that Steven? Love it. Good. Um, Ernest. Yeah. I loved all the Ernest movies. Um, and just Jim Varney in general was a really cool guy from the stories that I've heard or whatever. But I actually think Ernest Scared Stupid was the first movie at, that I saw or that made me go like, who is this woman? It's Eartha Kitt. And the more and more I think about it, the more I'm confused why Eartha Kitt was in Ernest Scared Stupid. And then I started, no, oh my gosh, I'm realizing something. I watched Ernest Scared Stupid and went, that lady's voice kind of sounds like Catwoman. Because Eartha Kitt was one of the cat women in the Adam West universe. Um, yes, I'm just remembering this. But movie-wise, uh, this was the first Eartha Kitt movie for me. Um, but yeah, it actually like freaked me out. Uh, like, what was it? Ernest's dog gets like petrified, and you get really, really sad, and it's kind of terrifying. But there are still, like, things that I reference. Like, anytime I'm pouring milk, I call it Miak. <laughs> it's it's great. Um, but let's see. Okay. Oh, no. I've got, yeah, we got four more. Hoff, do you have a Hershey's Kiss? Or a uh, Hershey's Milk Chocolate? All right. I don't know if you can go wrong with Hershey's Milk Chocolate. But is the chocolate really that different compared to other chocolates? It's a toned down chocolate. Oh my God, this Hershey's is so melted. It doesn't even say Hershey's. It says Hershey. There we go. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Is that weird? Are you a fan? I don't like it. I didn't understand the Hershey's Kiss obsession, unless it had almonds in it. Mm-mm. I don't like it. Sorry, people. <laughs> I talked about Frankenstein earlier. Um, I used to read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, or the modern Prometheus, um, to practice my English accent. Uh, like as a teenager, and I still kind of do sometimes. Um, and I've got uh, this like 30s copy of Frankenstein that I found at a library sale. I really do love the series. I've got a lot of bride figures and all that. But a really... Uh, I don't I don't know any... I tried to get a friend to read it, but she wasn't down. There's a book called The Dark Descent of Elizabeth Frankenstein by Kirsten White. It came out about four years ago, and it's the telling of Victor Frankenstein 
through Elizabeth's perspective. And they change up uh, some stuff and, um, and give Elizabeth an interesting ending. Um, but it is one of my favorite YA books. And I, I like what they did with uh, the mythology. I encourage people to check it out if you're into YA and maybe some Kirsten White. Like uh, I've got a couple of other books by her. Some uh, I just haven't continued with the series because they weren't really for me. But then others, I've got like I've got a book that's that I'm waiting to read by her. That's about Guinevere. You know, uh, Arthurian legends also a really big sell for me, uh, especially like if it's a oh it's gender bent or um, or what if we did this? Like there's so many ways to take the series. One of my favorite television series is the Colin Morgan Merlin. Uh, uh, I I love it and um. So I'm looking to read that, and I'm curious about that because of what Kirsten did with the Elizabeth Frankenstein story. Because in the original story, obviously, Elizabeth is very much just kind of there. Um, but she's very complicated, and it actually goes to, it lends more to how creepy Victor is, <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah, give it a shot. Let's see what else. Okay, Hoff, I have the normal Kit Kat. You got it? Okay. I'm going for it. Oh my god, and they're also melted? You can't get yours open? Oh! Hoff uh, was working in the yard and cut himself earlier. You want mine? He got <laughs> he got it. What do you think? It is a classic. Yeah. I've been rewatching The Office on Peacock. You would think I'm sponsored by Peacock how much I keep bringing them up, but it's that Andy, the when he can't remember the slogan that give me a break, give me a break and then he finally thinks it's for cat food. But now it's reversed that anytime I say Kit Kat bar I'm like fancy feast. <laughs> All right, sure. I think I've maybe recommended enough. I hope you guys. Oh no 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 no! I'm like wait 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 wait. So like, there's the '80s stuff. Like, I think I've mentioned a vampire one, but if not, if you haven't seen Fright Night, go see it. It's '80. I think that might be another '80. No 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 no. Fright Night is '85. They did a remake, I think, in 2011 with. David Tennant. So that was an easy rewatch for me. And Anton Yelkin. Uh, uh, and actually, no, they've got even... Uh, they have uh, Colin... Oh my god, what's his name? Colin Farrell. Uh, Tony Collette. Really decent cast. Um, oh my gosh. I, I hate this, but I don't remember this guy's last name. But... Everyone knows him as McLovin from Superbad. He's in that. Uh, it's not a bad remake. Honestly, it's not terrible. But I do love the 85 one with Chris Sarandon, which my friend Sabbath got me uh, a pops, uh, a Jack pop from Nightmare Before Christmas signed by Chris Sarandon. I love Chris Sarandon as Jerry the Vampire in Fright Night. And um, 
yeah, uh, it's a great movie. Again, practical effects. Uh, it play, you know, it's about just one of my favorite vampire movies. If not my favorite, I, I dig it a lot. Watch it. Don't watch it. I don't care. But if you do watch it for the for any of these movies, if you watch them for the first time, because of moi, I want to hear from you. And I want you to be like, Terry, I'm so glad you recommended that. But if it's a uh, Terry, I need you to give me my money back. I, uh, I mean, we could work something out. <laughs> and it's going to be in the form of a nice tweet, not money. Sorry. Um, my last recommendation as we get to our last two candies, which Hoff, you know we're going to end on the Butterfinger. So do you have your Snickers? All right. Get that Snickers going. Um... Snickers is a good one. What was it? It was either last Halloween or the Halloween before they did this uh, tiny bite-sized one. And uh, you could make words. Like, basically, all the letters were supposed to spell out Snickers. Uh, we made, like, crosswords out of them, and that was a lot of fun. I wish they'd do that again. But, uh, Hoff, here we go. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's really soft, as Hoff said. That's a, um, that's like, I'm glad I ate that close to last. That's good. Was it nougat? Yeah, I'm down. Do they still make this, the candy bar ice creams? Okay, because I remember they started coming, uh, Hoff says yes. I remember they started coming out when I was a kid and I thought those were so fancy. I don't know why I thought they were fancy, but I did. But anyways, talking about horror films. For the nanosecond that I had TikTok, um, the biggest, like, um, exposure I got wasn't from talking with fans, uh, which I do miss talking with you guys and, like, duetting with you guys. Um, sometimes I'm a little torn about having left. And other times I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> like, uh, it was just too much. I was spending too much time on my phone. Um, so uh, I did that for my sanity. And it was affecting my creativity a lot. It was just too much. Um, but my biggest, like, ex like uh, big popularity were my Tales from the Crypt posts. I love Tales from the Crypt. There are some episodes that definitely have not been aging well and continue not to age well but there's a movie there are two tales from the crypt movies there might be another one that i'm forgetting that i think was like a direct to television thing and i never watched the tales from the crypt cartoon but one of my favorite horror movies of all time is tales from the crypt demon night it came out in 95. It was directed by Ernest Dickerson. And uh, I think he even had like a character just casually named Dickerson. Like as like a, ah, but uh, it's Jada Pinkett. Before she was smithed, Jada Pinkett, uh, Thomas Hayden Church, Billy Zane, William Sadler. Uh, the guy who is the voice of Roger Rabbit. I wish I remembered his name. I think it was like... No, I'm not even going to guess his name. Um, a lot of phenomenal actors. And just the premise is there are seven keys that stop, you know, demons from taking over the world. And 
this guy who is a demon knight has the last key. And this is the knight that is going to determine whether or not the demons get it. Uh, I love it. It's got a good soundtrack. And uh, if you aren't a fan of the Crypt Keeper, you can just start maybe like five minutes in and then you'll start the actual movie. Um, it's phenomenal. You guys should check it out. I think even my friend, my dear brother from another mother, Steve Yurko, I think I had posted a clip and he's like, what is this? Um, Hoff, get that peanut butter finger or that peanut butter finger. No, get the butter finger ready. Which I realized I was trying to like find like all these vintage candies, but the Butterfinger remind the interior of the Butterfinger reminds me of those um, Chico sticks, which were basically to me anyways like just the peanut butter without the cho- uh, the the Butterfinger without the chocolate. Off you got the Butterfinger. Yep. Here, have you eaten it already? Yep. yep. Okay. Let me. Mmm. Oh my gosh. Yep. There's a reason... Okay, like, I'm actually going to finish that one. You guys hear just how coated my voice is with sugar? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Still my favorite. Mm-mm-mm. God damn. But after all of that, it's like, wow. And I have no water. So I'm going to get like a sour patch to like balance it out? I don't know. This is such a fun movie. I'm so glad that you guys recommended this to me. Um. Oh. Oh. The sour patch was a mistake. So let me do it again. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. That one's better. I think it was like the big, like, wait, chocolate or, hmm. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I do hope that you enjoyed my randomness. Um, I was thinking about just various Halloweens and trying to celebrate it. There's been a lot of negative uh, in just, I want to say in the world, but I think we all know. And... When we initially started doing, like, solo shows, it was trying to, like, for me, like, keep up with you guys as much as you guys keeping up with me. And there are, there have definitely been moments where it, I'm feeling the isolation. I do occasionally go out, but it's a very controlled go out. And when I am out, I'm so anxious. And I'm feeling it in sessions. Uh, a lot of us are just really tense right now. And it's because I think we're all just kind of going stir crazy. But doing this show, hanging out with you guys, interacting with you guys through Obscure Chatter's Twitter and my personal Twitter, you guys have no idea how much you have helped me on certain days. And I'll never be able to properly thank you enough. And being able to kind of get recommendations from you guys about Halloween movies and candies. Like, you guys made this episode. You're the reason that I'm hyper as shit right now. And 
<laughs> my husband has you guys to blame. Sorry, Steven. But, um, oh, I'm sure he's probably as hyper as I am. Um, but I cannot thank you guys enough for participating. Um, please be on the lookout for our November episode. It is going to be a remote session with the amazingly talented Dawn M. Bennett. Dawn is someone that I've been lucky enough to get to know and call a friend for these past couple of years. Dawn is now in California. And so uh, we were initially supposed to uh, record at some point last year and things got all floopy. So let's finish out this spoopy season. And then in November, Donnie and I will get to talk, and I'm really excited about that. If you want to contribute, there's our Ko-Fi Obscure Chatter, but if you guys just want to contribute with your thoughts and feelings, feel free to leave us a review. Um, we're I'm so excited about the avenues that Obscure Chatter's been able to be available at, especially Audible, Amazon Music, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, oh, and then pretty much anyone else that wants to share our RSS feed. You are welcome to do that as long as you give us proper credit. And, you know, don't steal a free show. That's really weird. People still do that with that anime show. And it's like, it's still up, you guys. It's free. So as we close this out, um, uh, if you do take your kitties trick-or-treating, please... Um, send me photos. I want to see cuteness. I miss gushing over costumes. I'm sure the trunkoween thing that Hoff and I are doing will be fun, but I love interacting with you guys. So I want to see what you guys have come up with. I want to see spooky decorations. I want to know what you're watching. I want to know what you're reading. I want to know what you're drawing. I just basically bug the crap out of me at tdotally on Twitter or send me a message uh, perpetually offbeat at gmail.com. And uh, if you're negative, I just won't reply to you. Sorry. Um, but don't be negative. Again, don't waste your time. Why are you hate listening to me right now? Have you gotten through this entire episode where this crazy green-haired bitch has been talking about movies, books, and watching a really awesome movie that she's probably going to rewatch after this? That is a really weird way to spend your time. So with that, I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, I hope I've encouraged you guys to maybe try the the Kit Kat thing. If you find other flavors um, that are interesting, there's a, an apple pie one that's amazing, a key, lime, a key lime pie thing. I don't know. And apparently, um, I think the only other Kit Kat flavor that I've tried is the green tea, the matcha green tea. But if you find a flavor out there, I want to pick and maybe I want you to send it to me. I don't know. But eat good shit, read good shit, watch good shit, and be good to yourself. And sometimes that means turning everything off and just being. Who knows? But happy Halloween, and we'll see you in November.